Morning. How's everybody doing today? My name's Jordan, and this is my incredibly beautiful wife, Katie. And we have been married as of two weeks ago for two years. So this is our second marriage retreat, and we're excited to be here. So we wanted to share about the young married stage of life and what we've been learning over the last two years. And I'm going to share a little bit, and then I'll have Katie share some as well. Um, but you know, the one big thing that I think that we've learned, one of the big things is is that we're selfish people. <laughs> I'm very selfish. I learned that in marriage really early on. And uh, being married, I was no longer a single, and I couldn't live that lifestyle anymore. And that all kind of culminated one night into, it was just, the setting was, it was a long day. You know, I'm just tired. I just want to sit home and, and just watch one of my favorite movies, right? Katie asked if it had a happy ending, because those are the kind of movies she likes, and I said, kind of. <laughs> Not everybody dies at the end. But anyways, it's 310 to Yuma. It's a good movie. Yes. And it has a happy ending to me. Exactly. Well, to her, it wasn't a very happy ending. So, you know, she was pacing up and down the stairs and walking around. She's like, all right, we're, I'm not watching this movie anymore. And then when it's over, you know, I didn't catch the hint then. That I was like, ah, oh, it's so good. Um, we start talking, and, well, I start talking to her. And uh, she's still, you know, in, that, in the mode of, like, I'm very upset with you right now. And she should have been. And uh, so, so finally, she starts, we start talking, but it's more of this, you know, angry argument thing going on. And it all ends with Katie locking herself in the laundry room. And... Uh, and that was the night that I knew that I was a very selfish person. So, but one of the things that really helped me walk in, the, walk in, this, in this area with us, you know, hand in hand, like, like the theme of this marriage retreat is, is, uh, is really, I think, we really walk hand in hand when we're dreaming together. Um, I had a lot of dreams as a single person, things that I wanted to do. But being married changed a lot of that stuff. But it was for the better for a lot more better dreams that I gave up. And so just having the time to dream really big, crazy dreams that may never happen, but then really doable dreams at the same time has really helped us walk hand in hand. And Katie's going to share a little bit about those dreams. I just really like doing laundry. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Um, but it's been so fun. I mean, being married for two years has been um, one of the biggest joys, and I hear that it just gets better and better um, every year, and I'm excited for that. But it's been fun learning about each other and dreaming together, and um, one of our biggest dreams that we've been praying about a lot recently is just that we can meet a young married couple and become best friends, a couple that we both just really click with and, uh, and study the Bible with them, because I know that Life is crazy, but I also know that this stage of our life is probably less crazy than the stages to come. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just wanting to make the most of it and serve God and, um, and just even have adventures together. And that's one of the biggest things I think that we really want is just to, to build best friends in the world and help people become Christians. So. A scripture that came to mind for me thinking about this marriage retreat was Colossians 1.10. And I'm not going to read it, but it talks about together we want to live a life worthy of God. You know, together we want to please him in every way. And we want to grow in our knowledge of him together. And I think that's what we do when we dream together. 
but it's also been helpful to have many couples in our lives that have helped us develop those dreams, to reach out and be outward focused and keep looking ahead that marriage is going to be even greater. And so thank you guys. We're so excited to be here with you all, and we're just going to pass it off to the next couple. going to preach, but we are going to share. Good morning. Uh, my name is Melvin. This is my wonderful wife, Kimberly Ellis. Um, and we six months, so young kids, right? And um, I want to start out by reading a scripture that I think really embodies what it means for us to walk hand in hand. And funny enough, it's been shared this morning, but um, I think that's the spirit. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 4, Verse 12, it says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two standing back to back can conquer. Uh, three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Again, I, like this scripture really embodies kind of our strength, and we've always had a great friendship and a great uh, relationship in that matter. And I'm going to let Kimberly share a bit about that. So like Melvin said, we've Quite naturally, that's been a strength of ours to work together as a team. Um, we've had a lot of life things thrown at us in our young marriage. We've had illnesses with our parents. We've had illnesses. We've had financial issues and have lost jobs. And we've been really good at putting our hand to the plow and moving through that seamlessly in those extreme cases. But in 2016, that really showed to be a very difficult year for us. And to our shame, I would like to say that something big happened, but it didn't. We were just at each other in day-to-day, -day, cats and dogs, every single day. And it could be something as simple as who's taking out the trash. Or, you know, I would just get frustrated because Melvin breathes too hard or something like that. Like... <laughs> My attitude for an hour, <laughs> you're breathing, <laughs> you're breathing. <laughs> so anyways, uh, it came to a head in 2017, and we couldn't remember even why we got in this argument, but we stayed in this argument for about an hour, and there was no resolution. It, we were taking cheap, petty jabs at each other, and then in that moment, it's like a light bulb went off, and we were like, wait, we're not adversaries. We're allies. We've, we've forgotten that this is a strength, and Satan was attacking us at that moment. came to us all of a sudden that the thing that we kind of prided ourselves on and we revered most about our relationship, being allies in this battle, had kind of eroded away by us not paying attention to it. And uh, it really just took a decision to... How am I going to view her? And an example that I have of, of, of the transformative impact that that had was there was a day, um, it was when Kimberly was pregnant with our youngest. She had a rough time, always tired. And uh, one day in particular, I think she kind of had a boost of energy for once. And she had cleaned the house, cooked dinner, um, went to work, of course, bathed the youngest child. And it was great. Went grocery shopping and things that I had been filling in and doing during that time. And I came home and she uh, playing with my daughter. And she goes, hey, do you mind putting Farrah to bed? I'm not going to go into anybody with kids knows how that is. And my first thought was, why can't she do it? You know, but thank God for repentance. I remembered, wait a minute, what did we talk about? We talked about how we're viewing each other. And I thought, man, this is my wife. This is my partner. We're together. And it was like somebody wiped my eyes of this block. And I saw her first day of having some energy, and she gave that to serve me, 
to serve our family. And instantly I apologized, and even my heart about doing what it was that she asked changed. And I was excited and happy to be able to go and put the child down and whatever else. And if there's anything that I would like you guys to take away from this is that Satan does not like your marriage. And it's not because he doesn't like you being lovey-dovey. It's because he understands that there is nothing more powerful than a unified front against him. Right? And so when you guys go forward, the challenge I have is as you go forward and you guys may get into a bump or an argument or a disagreement, stop right then. And think, how am I viewing this person, my beautiful wife next to me? Am I viewing her as my ally or as my enemy? Like the scripture said, are we fighting back to back or are we turning on one another? And I really want you guys to think about that. And that's my challenge. And we really appreciate the opportunity to share and to speak to you guys. Thank you. Good morning, fellow marrieds. Uh, my name is Julian Aguilar. This is my beautiful wife, Ileana. Uh, uh, we met as disciples uh, on the campus of the U uh, UTA. Uh, we've been married for 24 years. Uh, we have three kids. Gabriella, our oldest, is 22. Uh, she is a master's degree student at the Texas A&M University. Uh, she is part of the young professional group. And uh, we have a son, Daniel, who's 18, a senior at Wiley High School. And then our baby is Maya, who's 16, and she's also a, a, a student at, at Wiley High School. Uh, both Daniel and Maya are part of the Dallas County Teen Ministry, and praise God, all three of them were converted in the teen ministry. Amen. I apologize, guys. I have to write my stuff down. I was an English major in college. So uh, one, on one of our very first dates, Julian took me ice skating. I'm not exactly sure what he was thinking because I'm not the most graceful creature on this earth. So, um, not exactly a great idea. Picture a giraffe on skates. That was me. So, truth be told, um, I think his ulterior motive was to hold my hand. So, he asked if I needed any help and he extended his hand. I, of course, accepted. And, um, I let go of the rail, and we gingerly glided across the ice. Uh, meanwhile, the couple that we were with acted like they were trying to qualify for the Winter Olympics. Uh, they were doing lifts and turns. Uh, but we were content, slowly scooting our way around the rink. And then it happened. I lost my balance. Shocking, I know. And I started to fall. Yep. And then Julian tried with all of his might to keep me up. But I took us both down <laughs> hard. And I knew in that moment that he was the one for me. <laughs> Why? Because he didn't let go. He held on tight. He was willing to hurt with me, to take the bumps and bruises with me. Life is hard, but then I knew at that moment that we could face anything that life threw at us as long as we were together. <clears throat> now fast forward. It's January 27th, 2017. That's the day of my open bypass surgery at 48. 
On the way to the hospital, we fervently prayed in the car. We both felt confident that God had much more work left for me to do. In the hall of being wheeled to prep, I was like a politician running for office. Seeing everybody as I went by, good luck to you and see you soon. I was, be I was beaming with faith and my outlook was cheery and bright. And then we met with the surgeon for the second time. Dr. Wong informed us that my case appeared to be a little bit more complex than originally anticipated and that we'd need to perform six bypasses. Six? I didn't know you could even do six. <laughs> my demeanor completely changed. My heart sank and fear crept in. I was in shock. Ileana quickly grabbed my hand, gave me a huge squeeze, looked me in the eyes, and said with a smile, go big or go home, right, baby? <laughs> You've got this. I laughed. We laughed. Two are better than one. She reassured me with a kiss and told me that she would see me in a few hours. Several hours later, I finally received the news that the surgery was a success. But there was a slight complication, so the decision was made to keep Julian sedated and intubated throughout the night. I walked into the room to see Julian hooked up to all sorts of machines, each serving its purpose. I walked in, sorry. I held his hand and told him that he had done great. He moved and the machines went berserk, all beeping in unison. I was startled. The nurses, however, were encouraged. They told me that he was responding to my voice and that he wanted to wake up. I told him he needed to rest and that I loved him. He nodded. An hour or so later, I went back in to check on him. Again, the machines went nuts. So I asked Julian if he wanted to wake up. He squeezed my hand and nodded. I told the nurses. The nurses called the surgeon the respiratory technicians, and together they formulated a plan. Within a few short hours, Julian was sitting up on the side of the bed, breathing on his own. Julian's brother, Danny, said it was nothing short of a miracle. Emily Kimbrough, an American author, once wrote, remember that at some point in our life, we will all stumble, every one of us. This is why it is a comfort to go hand in hand with someone you love. Thank you very much. One of the things I love about the NFL, they have this thing called the challenge flag. If you don't know what that is, each coach gets a red flag. And if they think the ref makes a bad call, they throw this red flag.